This is from Justin McCain, a podcast where Mike Robertson and Bob LaRue watch one critically acclaimed film and one terrible film and talk about how they are the same. Welcome everybody to a uh, uh, what a limited edition episode. Is that what we're going to call this, Mike? Yeah, sure. This is limited edition because this is probably the most unique thing we're ever going to do with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we're doing is we've taken two famous desserts, both <laughs> um, extremely popular in North America. Yeah, but with I don't know the history of ice cream cake, but I assume it's far reaching. Hey, spoilers. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta give a little off the top so they keep listening. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, good. good um, anyways, good. we're 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 gonna be comparing um, pie and specifically strawberry rhubarb because that's all I could find in very short notice, mm-hmm. and uh, ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. Yes, this is an episode of from Justin to Cake. From Justin to Cake, that's right. Even though pie, not cake. No, um, from pie tin to cake. Thoughts? That's probably the coolest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cool right now. Thank you. So just imagine cool. me saying that and doing a, an ollie out of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. On a on a razor scooter. Yeah, <laughs> just really really cool. So cool. Um. Yeah. So we you know, I'd say these are the most cinematic of desserts mm-hmm. because they're really fun to look at. Yeah. Well, also, I was thinking about this. If you think yes. about it. Cinephiles are to cinema as foodies are to cake or to food. Yeah. So it's like they have their, they both have their big fans. Yeah. People who take I, it too I, seriously. I feel like foodies, there's like a subcategory that are obsessed specifically with dessert because a lot mm. of foodies, it's all about the savory, you know, yeah. Yeah. and the exotic. But it's not like, except for like Guy Fieri, maybe people aren't like screaming about pies. No. Not They're really eating barbecue on the side of the road and then eating some like delicious Thai based dish. And then they're like traveling the world and they're like, oh, I ate $1,500 sushi from this like guy who specializes in sushi and blah, blah, yeah. blah. They're never talking about the sweets. I watched Anthony Bourdain once eat um, a bowl of blood soup. Yeah. It was just blood in a bowl. With Cheerios, right? Just floating yeah, around just in there? Yeah, floating around, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is cereal a soup? Uh, that's the eternal question. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I like that we're changing the subject because there's so many things I've thought about with food that I am still unsure about, and I feel like we've really opened a can of gummy worms. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah. I, mean, I could go for some gummy worms right now. I could too. I could too. If I learned anything this week, we've been eating a lot of sweets. And frankly, yes. my sweet tooth is non-existent. I'm a savory kind of guy. I love me some salt. Wow. And I like fatty things. I had some ice cream cake and I was like, I don't really like this. I ate some pie. I was like, I don't think I really like this either. Wow. I'd rather eat like a beautiful, you know, savory dish. Well, sweetness does have like a limit. Like I think there's actually like... Less nuance in sweetness. Yeah, exactly. But I think mm-hmm. there's actually uh, like a 
a sweetness like um, point that you can reach where it doesn't get any more satisfying once you've kind of hit that sweetness point. Um, and it comes very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, res- I read a book. I think it was the one that was, was like Sugar, Fat, Salt. Do you remember oh, when yeah. that book came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was that book. And they were talking about just sweetness and and cola and all that. And just about how you can have like a sweetness point that you, you hit really early when you're drinking a soda. And then after that, the, it doesn't, the satisfying nature of it diminishes, the diminishing yeah. returns, I guess you could say. And I think sweetness is more addiction-based than savory stuff. Oh, Although, 100%. Potato chips are maybe the exception. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, um, have you ever had a sweetness? Have you ever had a sugar addiction? Um, yeah, when I got my tonsils out, I lived off of popsicles and I got addicted to sugar and had to wean myself off. It was crazy. Mm. It was actually quite difficult. Yeah. But now I really stay away from sweets pretty much all the time. But I'll, I'd like mow a fucking bag of chips in <laughs> no time. Just family size bag of almost any flavor. And for our British listeners, uh, he's, he said he crisps. means a bag of crisps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you actually mean a bag of British chips, that being fries. I love fries, but I like, I like crisps more. Right, right. Yeah, I actually ate some chips last night. We made fancy hot dogs. <laughs> it was awesome. Hot dogs with chips? That's a deadly combo. Yeah, yeah, truly. And we, we, we got fancy with the toppings, and uh, it was a really lovely experience hmm. well, i then, felt like shit after but it's fine not a chip guy what not a chip guy huh that is a red flag <laughs> for me in our friendship <laughs> i i mean i'll eat them but you're you're a sweet tooth guy like you like sweet yeah stuff. i'm a sweet tooth guy right i'm a savory guy you're a sweet guy and we're that's why we're a deadly combo yeah, you you and I together, it's that third person, they really get the full package because mm-hmm. you and I balance each other out so that the flavor is just non-existent. All the sweetness just counteracts the saltiness. What's the third what's the third like a uh, pillar? A plate. A to plate? hold it all. <laughs> yeah, just the, the dish or a Tupperware or a a tin foil bag with crisps in it. Okay, okay. But also a big gulp slurpee in the bag, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I think the third thing is something like hydration because I don't know about you, but when you eat like a full family size bag of chips in one sitting while mm-hmm. watching Love is Blind. Um made up scenario. You, you get dry quick. Yeah. And you think that soda pop is gonna quench that thirst. But it doesn't. in fact it doesn't. No, it and doesn't. And you feel even worse. So I'll have like a big tall glass of water, sometimes two or three, with a bag of chips. And that is still problematic. You end up just, there's always a nasty dump at the end of it. You know, that's what it basically turns <laughs> into. I was wondering where this into. was going. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was like trying to figure out a way to not talk about bowel movements, but it's impossible. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes, yeah. Not all the time, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's weird how the cola people will try and convince you that their drinks are very refreshing. When they are yeah. kind of a little bit, like the first Only at first. Yeah, when it's like, especially when it's cold and got ice cubes in it, it's, you know, but then after Mm -hmm. that, it's like, yeah, it kind of dries out your throat with all the sweetness and the syrup. Yes. Yeah. And then there's just that icky inside feeling you get. Yeah. At least I get it. I feel like a lot of people don't feel that when they get sort of, when they drink pop like water. Yeah. I mean, if you drink it like water, you probably have gotten over that feeling. I am a Slurpee man. 
and I, I always find the, the I always find that the desire to get the Slurpee is more satisfying than the drinking of it. Isn't that true of all addiction? Yeah, like yeah. like the wanting of it is so much better than the reality of actually getting the thing. It's like when you're in a drive-through and you're like, "Yes, I'm going to eat three McDoubles with extra pickles," and yeah. then you eat them and you're like, "That sucked." Yeah. You also could walk to the McDonald's kind of by your house. Rule number one, never walk to McDonald's, <laughs> okay? Always drive or be driven or order it to your house. Yes. I don't like being in a McDonald's anymore. Who would? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so pie. Pie is a pillar of human civilization, I've come to learn. And frankly, researching it was really intimidating, and I didn't give myself enough time because it's quite extensive, and I just didn't write it all down. That's right. Um, but it's basically an ancient means. Uh, I, I guess the original genesis of pie was a means of cooking meats uh, in a, a crust that was never meant to be eaten, and it would just encase the meats. Right. And it helped with preservation, right? Because this is before like preservation was really understood. In ancient Egypt, in certain tombs, there are illustrations of a pie-esque pastry. Mm-hmm. So it's quite quite old. Um, uh, God, where to start? I guess so pies are like, traced back to the ancient Greeks who are thought to have uh, originated the pastry shell, which I guess is the, the original concept. Obviously, pies have like, Many iterations, but like the genesis is the shell. Also, there's a difference between pastry and baking. Right. And that is the addition of fat to the dough. So apparently that's a thing. I don't know. Being a pastry chef and being a baker are two different vocations. Oh. um, And two different disciplines. And it's basically, it comes down to that. It's like the the dough, the the, because there's water and flour. That's like water, flour, egg, I guess. And then when you start to like add fats, that's when it's like it either gets into pastry territory or baking territory. That makes sense. So there is a delineation. And ancient Rome, yeah, the Romans were like the ones who delineated the difference between pastry chef and baker. Okay. Pies basically started out with meat. So it took a long time for fruits to get associated. But the Romans had meat pies and then they also had a dessert pie that they would offer, which was basically a modern cheesecake in a pie crust. Okay. So, and it was called a placenta. What? Yeah, very weird. Um. Oh, I guess I should talk about the etymology of the word. This is a bit all over the place because the history of pie is ever expanding and I was really struggling to like condense it. When I was doing my research on cake, uh, the Roman name for cake was placenta. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of a, a catch-all word that they were using for dessert. Yeah, and placenta was baked on a pastry base or inside a pastry case is what it says. Yes. Wow. See, there's overlap in both of these things because I think even to this day, it's very difficult to sort of like break down the difference between a cake and a pastry because mm. sometimes they're one and the same. So but, our first, uh, our first so, samesy is they are both placental. Yeah. Which yeah. I never and really yeah, I mean, that's awesome, actually. I love it. The The early form of pie, a lot of it, like, it was described, and it's like, that's just cake. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but it's like, no, no, there's like a crust to it that you wouldn't get with a cake. Right. And I guess the definition of pie, because there's so many different kinds of pies, but it's like pastry shell, which is separate from that of the contents it encloses. 
mm-hmm. envelops. And that's like, that's the definition. So like the early like placenta dish that they would have for dessert was like cheesecake just on a pie shell, but it had a few different forms and it had another name, which I didn't write down. So, you know, I'm terrible at this. Just got awful. So early pies were called galettes, right? They were just flat, crusty cakes. And then they were savory and very difficult to eat. And then they turned into sweet pastries as early as the Egyptians. People started to figure out, not only is this dinner, this is also dessert. Hmm. I guess we should have looked up the history of dessert because that obviously never, like where does dessert lie in human history? Because starting out, like human beings are eating to stay alive. Then I guess flavor sort of becomes uh, a factor in that. And then after that, it's like, well, we've had something savory and we want to cleanse our palate with something sweet, but it's just interesting to see where that all falls. And I, I don't know, I didn't do that research, so I shouldn't be bringing it up, but I did. Well, you did. Life's for living. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Great question. Yes. Do you still eat dessert? No. Well, did never. you have it as a kid, though? I did. My parents were all about dessert, and my parents still are. Okay. My dad famously will say, and we have nothing for dessert. And he'll be a little passive aggressive about it. <laughs> Do you guys have dessert? We don't have it, no, not now. But and I did when I was a kid, though. We'd have dessert regularly. I think it was a thing for like. Actually, our parents are similar ages, but that it's a thing. Like that generation. Well, dessert. There was a spike in like dessert as a a way to end a meal, sort of post World War II, right? Because um, the modernization that occurred. And also the influx of men and women back into North American society, uh, plus commercialized cooking. So like with Crisco and stuff, they were making, you know, puddings that were just powders. You had water. They're making it simpler and you could just buy pre-made pie crusts, blah, blah, blah. So there's a huge spike in dessert. So I think dessert as like, as we know it, is really young still (laughs) as a course, which Mm. is kind of interesting. Interesting. And I think... Oh, there's also some really funny history about um, like dietitians in the late, late uh, 18th century, early 19th century. And pie was extremely popular uh, when North America began to be colonized because it was easy at preserving stuff. And there were also new berries and shit that they hadn't seen before. So settlers from uh, Europe were like, oh, wow, look at all these ingredients. And the best way to preserve them are in these like pies. And you can make pies without an oven. That was the other advantage. Um, pies could be made over the fire, whereas like baking bread and stuff, you couldn't do it. You needed a clay oven, clay or brick. So anyways, there's like this funny, I forget the lady's name, but this lady was just ripping into pies and how they were so bad for you. And so pies had a real like uh, drop in popularity by the late 19th century, which is pretty funny. Hmm. And basically this lady was just like, yeah, pies make you fat. And her whole reasoning was because it was so much work for your digestion to get through the pie crust. It was believed that pie crust was really difficult. And early pie crust was, but by the 19th century, that shit was just tasty. It's like a modern pie. The pie that I had was very, the crust was very biteable. It was. Specifically the pie that you and I had from a place called Sunterra. Shout out. Shout out to Sunterra. They do good work. Their pie crust is very soft. Like they, I don't know what the deal is. My grandma's like a famous pie maker. And her shit was crunchy. She had like a very specific (laughs) pie crust that she made. And it's like a family ancient recipe. But when it comes to pie, the crust is important, even though that's not where the flavor is. Right. You know, 
but it's like, do you want a salty crust and then a really sweet filling or like what's the vibe? And there's a balance there. But the pie that we had is just mushy all around. Mm, yeah, yeah, kind of. Real soft. Kind of was. Yeah. Yeah, early pie in Roman history was inedible. Just the filling was what you'd eat, and you'd have to like smash it open. Uh, first century Roman cookbook, Apiscus, makes mention of a pie-esque dish, a pie case. Then later, Marcus Portius Cato wrote in Latin a cookbook and makes mention of a pastry dish called a placenta. You and I have talked about that. This seems to be where dessert cakes, I guess, probably converge. Yes. And then diverge. Um, and it was just a cheesecake on a pie crust, basically. Uh, and it was used for nobility as well as an offering to the gods. Um, but what's interesting about this is sort of critical to Roman history because Rome, basically, they were the ones who were building roads and they, they sort of were the masters at like shipping and selling stuff. They were able to spread the idea of a pie all through Europe. Mm. And then with each region, what's cool about pie is it's so malleable. So with each region, you see pie adopting new ingredients and new ways of being made. Uh, for instance, a Cornish pasty is a riff on pies. Ooh. But it's meant for blue-collar blue workers because they could eat one or two a day and it would kind of keep them going. Right. Um, and I think, you know, you sort of see that during the advent of the um, Industrial Revolution because people are working uh, specific times. And so certain dishes were made to like fuel these people, the, the labor. Right, and right, a Cornish right. pasty represents that. But it is a pie. It's just handheld and it's savory. The apple pie was first referenced in 1589 uh, by the poet R. Green. The quote is, thy breath is like the seam of apple pies. I assume that just means sweet. Right. Um, in the 15th century, we saw the rise of sweet pies, but they were unsweetened, uh, made with fruit. Uh, the reason for this is because um, England didn't have any colonies with sugar, so it was extremely expensive. Mm. And so it was only for nobility. But by the late 16th century, they had colonies in the West Indies, and they could they had sugar crops, like sugar cane and shit like that. So sugar got less expensive, and then sweet pies with sugar became more popular. The first documented fruit pie in England is from the late 16th century with Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, wow. She was given a cherry pie. And then it was later found in one of the first issues of the Oxford Dictionary, hmm. the definition of pie. Oh, yeah, the etymology, I guess I should talk about the etymology, is this is not confirmed, but it's suspected that it's based on the word magpie. Because magpies oh. are famous for collecting random things in their nests. And that's basically the function of a pie. You just throw all your leftovers in this crust, bake it, and call it a day. So that's the etymology of the word pie, which is interesting. And originally it was spelled with a Y. Yeah, what's up with that uh, nursery rhyme about the the king who bakes the blackbirds in a pie? Oh, there's a huge history. So, um, yeah, there was a while there where like they weren't putting, especially in England, they weren't putting fruit in pies. They were all savory. And for the nobility and like royalty, they would put in exotic birds and eat a bunch of birds. And what they would do is they'd put the bird on top of the pie and then the person eating would know the contents of the pie. Yeah. But they would eat peacock, pigeon, blackbirds, everything. Just a bunch of shit. But this, um, you started to see a lot of porcelain work where there the big, beautiful birds on top of porcelain. And that was influenced by pies with dead birds on top, oh, which okay. is kind of interesting. So that's just kind of a weird bit of history. Yeah, you're a um, real pie scholar. 
Yeah, and there's so much more to read. Like uh, pies were outlawed in the UK for 16 years. Yeah, during the Puritan era um, of Oliver Cromwell, pies were banned for 16 years. And so basically like prohibition, uh, making pie became like an underground activity. And then in 1660, it was restored with the monarchy. Right. Um, also, being a pie maker was like a highly respected, very technical craft. And uh, people viewed it as like a lifelong trade. Uh, and it was very, very difficult. And, uh, and making different crusts, like some were meant to be inedible and others were supposed to be like very soft and pliable. And people just got their shit figured out, I guess. So I guess the history that we, I think the history that affects us the most is sort of the colonization of North America. Pies yes. were brought over. And um, there's, of course, like the Thanksgiving tradition of apple pies. And that's because early pilgrims had pies and sort of traditions were established from then on. And they all started out as meat pies and then basically turned into other pies. The pumpkin pie invented in North America because pumpkins became plentiful. And their season like was like opportunistic, I guess. Like it was one of the fruits that would bear in the fall. Yes. Um, so anyways, that's sort of where it happened. There's a samey uh, right there. Oh, really? Different versions of the desserts based on different occasions. So you'd have oh, like apple pie, yeah. you know, because of when, you know, apples are available or pumpkin pie in the fall kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then birthday cake, wedding cake. Funeral cake. Funeral cake. Uh, just because you're sad and lonely cake. You could also have a funeral pie, a die pie. A die pie. Great pizza, also. Also Shout great pizza. Pie. Shout out to Die Pie. Are they still around in Edmonton? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um, I will, one thing I want to add, uh, apple pie in particular became extremely popular in North America because apples were so plentiful and they're easy to preserve to then be made into pies later, especially during the winter months. Right. Pie or uh, Apples are really easy to dry and preserve in barrels. So, yeah, and then... I guess, yeah, pie had a resurgence in the 1950s because ready-made crusts were made. Every, and oh, also freezers were, be, uh, became a thing. That's correct. Yeah, so then it's like, oh, we can buy like, uh, yeah, Jello, Cool Whip, uh, instant puddings, ready-made crusts, all of that shit happened. Uh, and then a pie renaissance in the 80s as well when old-fashioned pie recipes were rediscovered. I guess that's when like the foodie, like probably foodie shit started to like, Come was in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, so there's a bunch of pie references in pop culture. Okay. I just want to read off some. There's there's one saying, there are a few things as American as apple pie. <laughs> Eat humble pie. Yeah. That comes from humble pie, which is made with chopped or minced innards of animals. And it's basically for poor people. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a piece of pie. I feel like piece of cake is what it is, but apparently that's from 1889. Pie-eyed, meaning drunk, mm -hmm. comes from 1904. Uh, and then the phrase pie in the sky, which is for an outlandish idea. <laughs> um, that's funny because that's literally uh, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine um, that pie in the sky. Weird. I will say, I guess like pie has had a really profound... Um, trajectory through human history and mm -hmm. it is a pillar of civilization right and uh now we're talking about it on a podcast and you know pie keeps reinventing itself and now it's just this amazing subject matter 
podcast. Yeah, this is our podcast. Yeah, I'm Justin a cake. Oh, uh, there we go. We 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 figured it out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what's not the pillar of civilization? What cake? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, ice cream cake. Specifically, ice cream cake, but also cake in general. It just seems like. I mean, I'm just gonna lay my cards on the table as a sweet tooth man. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a I'm a sweet tooth man, and I like it a cake. And pie, you do let like it a cake. Yeah, I, I really like cake pie. I am. I can take or leave. Yeah, that's funny because I think I feel the opposite. Yeah, I know, and that's why that's why we're a good duo. Yeah, yeah, that's ah, uh, aren't we cute? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're, we're cute. What a cute God, duo! We're so cute. Um. So anyway, cake, uh, as you know, is made out of. This is the definition of cake right here. <laughs> the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> oh my cake, god! Cake is a sweet dessert made from flour, sugar, and other ingredients that is usually baked. Includes eggs sometimes, uh, butter most of the mm-hmm. time, and it can be served at weddings, anniversaries, and birthdays. So it seems like it's the cake uh, as a dessert is more of a celebratory thing, I would say, throughout history. I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Pies have definitely occupied a place where it's not a special occasion. Occupied. Right. Right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, I think I think pie is like a more casual dessert. It's a little more um, just normal. It's a normal thing to have just whenever, whereas cake is like, is somebody's birthday. If I had cake or every somebody day, just died. If I had cake every day, you would judge me. I do anyways, but you're right. I judge you even more. So the term cake, uh, the word is of, uh, apparently is Viking origin. Mm. And you will love this. Comes from the Norse word kaka. Really? Or it might be kaka. It might be kaka or kaka. Kaka. No. Yeah. Kaka. It's spelled K-A-K-A. So I assume it is kaka. Oh, kaka. Like a bird. Sure. Ka-ka. Yeah, then maybe yeah. the cakes also have a bird origin as well. Yeah, they started out uh, savory. But cakes, so the cakes in uh, early England mm-hmm. were pretty much just bread. I, I was hoping you were going to say, yeah, the cakes in early uh, England were um, pretty much just fucking disgusting, <laughs> um, as most pastries were. Uh, yeah, just a pile of crisps. And then they'd be mm-hmm. like, it's a cake, in it? So, uh, so... Yeah, they they basically just made you know discs of bread and and called it a cake back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so from Wikipedia, the most obvious differences between cake and bread were the round flat shape of the cakes and the cooking method which turned cakes over while cooking while bread was left upright throughout the baking process. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And one one would think it's a sugar ratio, but I guess it's not. No, it seems like it's a, it's like an aesthetic thing, mm-hmm. but then also yeah, the the process as well. It's about yeah. form and aesthetics. Yeah, cakes also usually have icing mm-hmm. or frosting. Yes, uh, and also toppings sometimes, such as sprinkles, mm-hmm. or as they are known in parts of the United States, jimmies. I guess. What? Who says that? I guess parts of the United States call sprinkles jimmies. And then in the UK, huh. they call them hundreds and thousands. Oh my God! What a this just rolls right off the tongue, yeah. doesn't it? It's like I'm gonna have a cake with hundreds and thousands in it. 
sponge cakes are a type of cake. And those are leavened with beaten eggs. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, spec- people speculate that that kind of came to be during the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, and now eggs are like a really big part of cake, I would say. And Most not, definitely. Yeah, not necessarily specifically the cake we're talking about today, but just cake in general. I made mm-hmm. a cake like a like a you know a moist cake with icing and all that stuff mm-hmm. a couple uh, like a month or two ago and i was astounded by how much butter i needed for the entire process especially the icing it was disgusting actually yeah yeah you you don't want to know how the cake is made no often. you don't you really don't want to peel the curtain back and go what because <laughs> it's it's often horrifying you just think about your blood clotting yeah well Wow, but if but if you if you just eat it, you feel like a million bucks. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, making a cake and eating a cake are truly different. I know. I like eating it. Don't. I mean, I also like making it, but I was disturbed by the butter content and sugar content. Yeah. You were disturbed, but it also did not inhibit you in any way, shape, or form, and you ate the whole cake in one sitting. Oh city. yeah, isn't that oh, yeah. what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Ancient Greeks uh, had cake as well called plakous. Mm. which is derived from the word for flat, plakois. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Your Latin is rusty, my God. They also were making cakes back then with uh, flour, eggs, milk, and then I guess sometimes honey and nuts. I guess another similarity is the timeline of these two dishes. Mm-hmm. They're, I would say, virtually identical. It seems like it, yeah. It's like Meaning really, of, really, really old. They were running parallel, for sure. Yeah. When people yeah. were having desserts, there was just different types of desserts. It's like beer and wine. I feel like there's a parallel thing going on there because you just couldn't drink water. Well, I think it kind of also runs parallel to a lot of baking where it's like, oh, we figured out how to make bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we figured out how to make muffins. We figured out how to make cookies. And it's like, if you look at all of the baking throughout history, they pretty much all use the same ingredients. Which is yes. kind of astounding to me when I think about desserts is like how much everything just kind of uses the same three or four ingredients. You can get, you can really get by with flour, eggs, milk, and sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of wild. So we're talking about ice cream cake today, but you can, yes. there's a lot of different cakes. Butter cake, sponge cake, chocolate cake, coffee cake, <laughs> a flourless cake, layer cake, which is the type of cake I made, which is just like, I guess the cake. With layers. And sheets. You just yeah. layer it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like a one egg cake, I guess, is a type of cake. This is, again, just taken from the Wikipedia entry for cake. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God, I, just, I love I just it. compiled all of those without descriptions. Yeah. So on to ice cream cake specifically, because we're talking about the Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Yeah. The iconic cake. I'll say this, too. You picked the, like, the floor model one. Because they, they have some variations, but you grab just like straight ice cream cake. That's what you I wanted. You didn't, yeah, yeah. And it's good because I think that's the fairest one to like. Well, I mean, for I'll get into podcast. it in a second because Dairy Queen ice cream cakes. Yeah, I got the floor model, the OG. Yeah. They also branched out probably in like the 80s or 90s into making blizzard cakes as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And they also have treats of pizzas. The, yeah, you can get all kinds of blizzard cakes. They didn't have a whole lot of these when I was there, but you can get Oreo ones. The Reese's Pieces uh, peanut mm-hmm. butter cup ones. Mm. 
Chocolate you really have dough? to order ahead these days. Oh, they, I, they used to have them on call, but I'm sure it was very waste. Yeah, I wonder heavy, if I could right? actually order a blizzard cake of chocolate chip cookie dough. That would be amazing, actually. You could. I've done it. <gasps> really? How is it's, it? I'm going to... I don't use this word lightly. Um, it was transcendent. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I got to get this. I, I, forgot yeah. to, I forgot that you could customize the cakes because I also didn't get anything written on it because... No, and it was a plain white one. Like they, it was just asking for you to write something funny on it to fuck with me. I wanted to, but I also didn't want to wait. Right. So you know the one thing I'll say, and this is not to disparage Dairy Queen. They they do not have a vibe. You do not want to hang out in Dairy Queen. No, you don't really. It's really loud because of the machines used to make soft serve ice cream. Yeah. And people are usually kind of stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just want to get in and get out. So standing there waiting for a cake to get done is like, that sounds like hell. Yeah. I did see a local politician having a meeting at the Dairy Queen by my house. Wow, that's... It was grim, and I was like... That's really I'm disturbing. I'm not voting for him. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it Were wasn't... Were kids present? No. I'm sure oh, it wasn't a very... Worse. I'm sure it wasn't a very important meeting, but it was still like, I don't know. Seemed kind of grim to me out a little bit. Well, if you remember when you brought up this podcast to me and you said, do you want to do a podcast with me, Bob? We were in a Dairy Queen eating ice cream. Were we? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just trying to make us seem pathetic. And oh, weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are. We are. Yeah. And that other time you said, I think I'm going to run for public office. And you, you had just uh, a <laughs> blizzard all over your face. You look like a five-year-old. And I was like, Mike, you need a bib. Hold I'm... yourself together. If you're going to get in the public eye, make sure you... Wipe all this ice cream off your chin. I hope that my political uh, strength is like this, and then I flip the blizzard over in front of you. But but it was the Kit Kat one, so it fell because that oh, one yeah. famously is the only one that can't flip. Oh really? Yeah. I you know, and obviously you seem like a blizzard cool. expert. Oh yes, I am. I, I I I do my research on things I'm passionate about. Of course, of course. I I will say I hate that they flip it, and they're obligated to. It's annoying. Yeah, I kind of like, especially in a drive-through situation yeah. where you're buying like eight people blizzards, like snack size, and it's like, uh, uh, and you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Please, yeah. I just want to. I get it. I don't even care if it can't do that. Just give it to me. I need to get out of here. I just spent sixty-eight dollars on snack size blizzards for a bunch of people. <laughs> Let me leave. Well, you're raw about this. Yeah, I got I got a lot of material on Dairy Queen. <clears throat> Anyways, um, continue. Yeah, next time I go to the Dairy Queen drive-thru, I'll order all the things. I'm like, by the way, you guys don't have to flip it before I get, like while I'm talking to the intercom. I'm just like, don't flip you, it, please. You, do you want to know what's fun about that? They'll hear you and they'll say, we have to. We have to. Otherwise, we yeah. get fired. Yeah. Yeah, they're on camera and Warren Buffett's just watching a closed circuit TV of all of the employees mm-hmm. as they flip blizzards. Oh, yeah, because Warren Buffett guess owns what? Dairy Queen. You get Queen. shit-canned. Yeah. That's crazy that Warren Buffett owns Dairy Queen. I had I didn't research that, but you told me. I know about that. I know you didn't. I just had to drop that. It's like you know. So back to ice cream cake. Is it originally made from biscuits and cream back in mm-hmm. the Victorian era? Yeah. Um, what was that? The seventies? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. What's That's the queen's name the now? Aren't we still in the Victorian era? Um. What's her name now? Uh, Elizabeth. Oh, Queen Elizabeth, of course. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Elizabeth the like 15th or something. Okay, I'm going to delete that. I sound stupid. <laughs> no, I, let's leave it in to just, just to show, uh, you know, eat some humble pie there. Yeah, I'll eat, eat some, some humble, humble pie. pie. All right, you dumb dumb. So uh, are the originally ice cream cakes 
So there were desserts called bomb, bombe glace. Oh, that was French. Yeah, which is oh. ice cream and fruit in in molds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you could have those with biscuits, right? And, and those are that's the French way of saying fries, like French fries. Yeah, biscuit, <laughs> right? Yeah, so so that's kind of like an early version of the ice cream cake, the bombe glace. Yeah, just bombs. Um. And so, yeah, essentially the ice cream cake has been around since the 1870s. Wow. There's a video on YouTube, which we can share on our Twitter and maybe mm-hmm. on our Instagram. Facebook, uh, I guess. Facebook, I guess. And uh, <laughs> uh, of someone making a Dairy Queen cake. So you actually oh, really? see how it happens. Oh, that would be really cool. It. So what happens is the Dairy Queen ice cream cake is made this way. So they basically use their soft serve ice cream machine. Thing, mm-hmm. The same thing you'd make an ice cream or a dipped cone or a blizzard out of. Mm-hmm. They have that iconic ice cream and they pour it right into a cake pan. And then they kind of smoosh it all up to, uh, they smoosh it up to the side. Mm-hmm. And then they deposit the cookies, which are Oreo cookie crumble mm-hmm. and fudge. The best part of the cake. Yeah. Is that part. Yes. And then um, they they top it with more soft serve ice cream. Or mm-hmm. Blizzard stuff, depending on like what kind of cake it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty much all it is. It's just they just uh, put a cake pan underneath one of those things and just like turn the machine on, and then they just pour it in there. Put the put the stuff in. Like if you've ever had to make homemade pasta and you put the flour in a pile and then you make a little well in the middle, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing, but with ice cream here. Wow, that's really unremarkable. Yeah, and then you just freeze it. And then they, yeah. they decorate it with a little pipings or whatever it's called. Yeah. The FDA in the U.S. doesn't technically consider Dairy Queen ice cream to be, or to be ice cream. Yeah, which is, that's insane. Yeah, so apparently it's because uh, of the quantity of milk fat. So it's not that it's not made out of dairy. It's just that it doesn't have the same quantity of milk fat to be considered ice cream. Right. It has less or more? It has less. So it's 10% milk fat is ice cream. Yeah. And their soft serve only meets half of that requirement, which is 5%. So there must be something in it to make it the way that it is and yeah. still not have that milk fat. Wow. They probably save just so much money by cutting out that extra milk fat. Oh, yeah, they must. Yeah. That must have been where the innovation lies mm-hmm. in uh, whoever the hell started Dairy Queen. Well, it's like in McDonald's, too, when they had their... When they came up with soft serve ice cream and then developed that like oil-based stuff. Right. And then I remember in the 90s, they had frozen yogurt for a a while. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big deal because it was like, hey, this has actual, you know, dairy in it. Well, Uh, their milkshake famously came from a bag. Yeah. And that was a massive innovation, like powder-based ice cream. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, We put that stuff in us. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Dairy Queen apparently set a world record in 2011 when they tried to build a 10.13 ton cake or 22,333.6 pounds, uh, and it was 14 feet by 13 feet and 3 feet tall. And this was because the ice cream cake was celebrating its 30th birthday. I thought they were... um... I thought they did that to try to displace the temperature change from climate change. They, <laughs> I mean, there's like, they, they thought like a giant ice cream cake would just like absorb heat. I mean, 
and so may have also contributed. So in terms of uh, the caloric oh, no. intake that you have when you can consume a cake, yeah, 10 inches ice cream cake, 5,840 calories for the entire cake. So 6,000 calories. Pretty much. 2,120 calories come from the fat, and then 885 grams of carbohydrates and 2,410 milligrams of sodium. Wow. That's the other thing, because ice cream is incredibly salty. Yeah, kind of weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Not in terms of flavor, but in how it's made. Mm -hmm. That it demands like a ton of sodium. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I got about ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. That's uh, fascinating. Is it fascinating? Yeah, I love learning about cake. (laughs) That's good. And dessert. Yeah, I like learning about pie. I don't love it, but I like it. I'll still yeah. eat it. You love the idea of pie, but you don't love the, uh, the reality of it. You know what I mean? So let's let's talk samesies, re pie and cake. This one, this one's gonna take a minute. I, I I think they both offer this sensation where there's like something soft, something crunchy, but not specifically with the pie that I purchased for us because it was just very soft and mushy. It was very yeah. much like a, just, it was all the same, very wet. The crust had some bite to it. It did, but parts of it were just like as soft as the filling, I thought. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but there are pies with like incredibly flaky, crunchy crusts, mm-hmm. and then the inside is just like mushy goop. Yeah, And I think the same is... Sad for ice cream cake because of the Oreo crumble sort of middle bit mm-hmm. versus soft serve. Yeah. And on that tip, both the cake, we the ice cream cake and pie have layers, not unlike an onion. Yeah, totally. And it, that, which is a strange thing, you know, these specific desserts are both very layer based. Like cookies don't have layers. I guess cupcakes are kind of cakes and they kind of have. Well, like m- muffins don't have like layers really. No. Cookies don't, scones don't. Nanaimo bars, they do. Do, yes. Yeah. I famously dislike Nanaimo bars. You are fired from the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You can rot in hell. I I have an incredible Nanaimo bar recipe that I got from my parents. I hope I never taste it. It's good. Because I'm sure it is. Went to a Christmas party before the pandemic, made my iconic Robertson family um, Nanaimo bars. Yeah. They went fast, let me tell you. I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, they're both uh, sweet. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Both are sweet. <laughs> they're really sweet, and they both just, it's the same effect on your mouth. Right, right. And there's, but there's but also, both require a ton of salt. That's right. Yeah, I was just going to mm-hmm. say. Sorry, I, I robbed you of that. No, I don't care. Samesy. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess another thing, they both are generally cut the same way. Right. So in a wedge. Yeah, you cut them into um, wedges. And they're you yeah. cut a wedge from a disc. That's right. That's right. They're both disc shaped. Yeah, okay. This is a hack stand-up bit. Why Why is it a pie chart, not a cake chart? Well, do you want to know um, what's interesting about what? the history of uh, the cake and pie shape is that they were literally cutting corners. And that's not a joke. It was easier to make a dish that didn't have corners to it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of why is it easier? I guess I guess because they're spinning it to make it. Uh, okay. So then a circular shape is like just easier to make than something with corners. Hmm. 
So ice cream cake versus normal cake. A lot of cakes are square. Yes. Uh, or like brownies, you know, shit like that. But ice cream cake generally, I find, circular. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Although I have seen square ice cream cakes. So take that with a grain of salt, but not too much salt, you know. Um, here's a samezy. Both are not recognized by the FDA as ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that. Oh, I'll give you credit where credit's due. You came up with that before we did the episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you forgot about it, and then you laughed really hard at your own joke. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I crack me up sometimes. Holy. Um, Both are eaten after dinner. Of course. Yes, so, so generally the same. Uh, or also, if you're I sad like me, whenever you dinner. are, sometimes in the yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say more more so than ice cream cake, pie is really fun as a breakfast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But also, I've I've definitely had, and I'm sure we've all had this time where you get an ice cream cake, maybe for your birthday, maybe as just mm-hmm. a fun treat, and the initial original evening is over mm-hmm. of just the cake. Uh, being an event and then you have mm-hmm. cake left over so right. you just have to find time to eat it throughout the week <laughs> and sometimes that's in the middle of the afternoon or maybe just a little bit south of the, the afternoon i'm talking I about the morning ate ice cream today at 9 30 a.m ice cream cake or just ice cream ice cream cake nice so we stand a hero um both the desserts have filling that comes from the ground mm-hmm as in, yes. in the cake we, the pie we had specifically had rhubarb and strawberries, which are both grown in the ground. Mm-hmm. As you say, rhubarb is basically like a fancy weed. Yeah. And uh, uh, technically a vegetable, which is fun. Yeah. And I guess is some of it's poisonous. The leaves are bad, like can poison you. I have no idea. I thought that, that was the thing. I'm not going to look No it wonder up, I shit blood every time I eat <laughs> rhubarb leaves. It's all making sense. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I got to reevaluate so many things that I've eaten. But also, um, ice cream cake comes from the ground in a lot of ways because the chocolate is grown from a bean, mm-hmm. or it comes from a bean, and the ice cream itself comes from milk, which comes from a cow, which made the milk because it ate grass, which comes from the ground. Wow. So there you go. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. They're both bad for you. You feel bad for me? No, they're both bad for you. Oh, they're both bad for you. They're both bad for you. I thought you you just took a long pause and (laughs) says, I feel bad for you. (laughs) No, man, I'm the one who ate ice cream cake at 9.30 a.m. today. Yeah. For my podcast. The fact that I can say that, oof. I had pie. I had that strawberry rhubarb pie this afternoon while we were watching an episode of Seinfeld. Nice. See, that's see. The thing is, I I will, I will say this. I think pie is more elevated. It's like a more regal dessert. Yeah, you don't feel like a, a glutton having a pie in the afternoon, or is having no. a cake in the afternoon. You're just like I'm a I'm a piece of shit right now. I think when people win the Nobel Prize, it's way more likely they eat a little slice of pie after than it's like, hey, I bought you. An ice cream cake for winning the Nobel Prize. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, freaking pie and cake versus, I mean, pie and ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep the ice cream oh. cake is a real task. I had a absolute nightmare of a time <laughs> with, with the ice cream cake in my fucking apartment-sized freezer. Yeah. Just trying to keep it, it cold? Extremely difficult. 
Well, just because like the the cake plastic dish cake dish that it comes with is just it's so fucking huge. Big. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I feel for you because you for a while had the whole cake. Like you know, you yeah, and you're trying to keep this thing alive. Yeah, it feels. Yeah, it feels like you, it's this living thing that you need to keep yeah. alive. It's like Frosty the Snowman, you know, and he's in the greenhouse and he's sweating, and it's like, yeah. oh no, I'm gonna lose my best friend, even <laughs> though it's super fucked up because you end up eating them. Yeah, it's true. I ate Frosty's uh, butt, and it was oh delicious. That's the chocolate layer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cookie crumble is when his, uh, you know, digestion is healthy, but then it's like just the fudge ice creams when he's not feeling too good. No, he's not sitting on the toilet a couple times a day because uh, he ate chicken wings all the night before. This episode um, went blue or brown. They they both last longer when chilled. Yes, but I'd say another advantage with pie is you can just leave it on the counter. It's true. And you you can almost get a week out of it. Yeah, I left your the pie you gave me on the counter for half of a day before I put it in the fridge. Yeah, and it was fine. And it was fine. And it yeah, it was still good today. Also, you said it was like a day old pie or two days old. It was it was two days old when I bought it. <laughs> As in, I really it was fucked like, up the date. But it tasted a, uh, it tasted fresh. I couldn't tell. Yeah, and that 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 can be a red flag in and of itself in terms of the ingredients used yeah. but um also pie is made for its longevity like that's sort of the point of it and that was the oh. genesis of pie so i think it innately has a shelf life well then there's so, the, there's a, a huge fundamental difference then yeah the pie is yeah. like there for longevity ice cream cake yeah it, it felt like i was in high school and i had to look after like a bag of flour as my baby <laughs> <laughs> I just constantly oh, thinking God. about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except in this case, uh, it's like, well, the freezer's too full. I can't fit the cake in there, so I'm just gonna put it outside in the snow and hope that it doesn't get. But too it's warm. plus two. <laughs> yeah. You're like, God, I hope there's a wind chill today. But wind chill doesn't affect freezing point. Really tough. Well, when I put really, it out, really when tough. I put it outside overnight, it was the perfect temperature. It was like freezer temperature, but outside it was great. But then yeah. the next day it was starting to get a plus two, so it's. I was like, my freezer baby's gonna die. I put the cake on my balcony to. Oh, that's to, a good idea. To save it, but again, there's some fluctuation. I will say, I did notice the cake had melted a little and then was refrozen. And there is something on a molecular level that changes <laughs> in terms of its texture. Because I, I did notice, and this is not me slamming you in any way, <laughs> but you did let it melt a little bit. I, no, I didn't let it. I was, and then you gave me half a cake. I was trying and, to not, I was trying to prevent that process. It was just so hard. <laughs> My my sister texted me. She said, "Did the cake melt?" And I was like, "Yeah, it melted a little." She's like, "I noticed." Yeah, you can tell. And that was her way of, I guess, ripping you a new asshole. Yeah, it, you could tell that it was melted a little bit with a little bit of frozenness afterwards, like frostiness. Yeah. But Fro frostbite. Yeah. The other thing, what's weird is, um, I don't know what the icing is made out of, but it doesn't freeze. No, it doesn't. So that's really kind of a neat thing. Very neat. Uh, they both give you uh, the shits if you have way too much. Yeah, it's true. Or or not the shits, but you just feel like the shits. Yeah, you get an upset tummy. Yeah, yeah. And your body says, why would you fill me with dairy, egg, sugar, an obscene amount of salt you can't taste, and calories and fat? And you're like, shut up, body. I don't care what you want from me. It is weird that the body and the brain are like, Working at in odds. concert, but then also at odds at all times. <laughs> the brain's I don't think like my I brain and this. my body are ever working in concert. That's oh, okay. a very generous way of 
Yeah, I I think they're constantly feuding. Yeah, okay. Well, mine, yeah, mine are also, I guess, in many ways, just feuding all the time. Yeah. It just does. It's a tough go. Um, both, uh, uh, here's a samesy, both pair well with ice cream. Yes. Because pie goes well with ice cream. Ice cream cake, if you add more ice cream to it, doesn't, it's not going to taste different. They're both good a la mode. And if the slice is real big, it's called a la chode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been sitting on that for like 20 minutes. I was just waiting for a way to. You've been sitting on your ala chode for 20 minutes? Ah, I hate you. You've been sitting on your ala chode for an hour. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, I don't have anything else besides that the both are, specifically the desserts we ate were a mashup of flavors. Yeah. We have they're, chocolate they're, and um, vanilla in the ice cream They're cake medleys. Then, yeah, a bit of a medley. Yeah, definitely. You got chocolate, vanilla. You got strawberry rhubarb plus mm-hmm. crumble in both yeah. in both cakes and pie. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just in terms of the samey corner that we're samey corner, of course, yeah. we're sitting in um, talking about our ailing political careers. And we have ice cream all over our faces. <laughs> uh, it was uh, not it, uh, today. It wasn't a samey corner. It was a samey nook, like a breakfast nook. That's that's right, because there's no corner. Yeah, you just can't eat in the nook. Can't put baby in a corner because there isn't a corner. You can't have a nook. Yeah, you also can't have a corner on. Uh, these these both of these foods don't have corners. Yeah, but you know it's like when you order a pizza and they're like, yeah, we have this uh, <laughs> really cool way of slicing the pizza, and they just do it as a grid. Yeah, get over yourself. <laughs> you say that as someone who loves royal pizza. I know, but I hate how they cut their pizza. Yeah, but if they did it the other way, it would weird me out just because of the my habitual nature. <laughs> have you had the chef has gone mad at the royal pizza? I have. I do. I do not like it. I think it's uh, uh, horrific. For the, so for the canines at home, the chef has gone mad. Is a pizza at the Royal Pizza, which is a restaurant right by Bob's place, and it is yeah. a uh, pizza with spaghetti on top. Yeah, and some cheese and some like pasta sauce. But it's yeah. just like they're famously doughy uh, pizzas. Yes, I almost called them pies because I'm one of those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, should we order a pie tonight? And then a big old pizza shows up. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just spaghetti on top of pizza, and it's fine. But I think it's it's two things at once. It's a little cocky on their part to call it the chef's gone mad because it's not that clever, and it falls short. And is the person who made the pizza even a chef? Uh, that's a good question. I guess where do you draw the line with the word chef? Yeah. I don't know. I assume it's like there's a pretension with the word chef these days where it's like, thank you, chef. Yeah, I don't know because chefs are cooks. But like nobody, like you're about to mouse some fucking McDonald's and I don't think anybody's calling people at McDonald's chefs. If I worked at McDonald's, I'd be like, thank you, chef. When someone's like, here's your patty. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's nice. I think it elevates the work because it's fundamentally the same. If I was a teen and I did that to my coworkers at McDonald's, They'd think I was so funny. Yeah, yeah. But if you do it as a grown-ass man, they just think you're a weirdo. Well, yeah. I'm also, I'm a grown-ass man working with a bunch of teens at McDonald's. Yeah. And saying, thank you, chef, to like a 14-year-old <laughs> who's handing me a burger patty. <laughs> Who is your boss? <laughs> Who is my boss, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love I l- it. I love it. So what were your... Yeah, so let's talk... What are our thoughts on these specific desserts we tried today for our very special episode of from justin from pie tin to 
to cake. I didn't love the ice cream cake. Wow. The thing, I just, I think, I think pie has, you know, it, it, it has legs compared to ice cream cake. Yeah. To me, uh, there's something timeless about pie. Ice cream cake feels like an American invention meant for small children. Mm-hmm. Very specifically, like, it's like a suburban birthday party item. I know everything. I'm, I can just see your blood boiling. I can see oh, the steam so coming mad. out of your ears. Your eyes are bloodshot. You're so upset. Very upset, yes. I think Mike's going to walk off the pod. I'm going to have to fly solo here at the end. But anyways, I just didn't love it. I don't know. What What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I Maybe it's nostalgia, but I'm always down for an ice cream cake. Yeah. I don't know. They're, yeah. they're iconic. It's like a reliable flavor that has never changed. Yeah, that's so. that's fair. Something kind of nice about that. Whereas pie, you never know what you're getting. That's which true. is, I guess, That's kind true. of the beauty of it. It's not as mass produced. It's more human. Even when it is mass produced, there'll be little differences between them. It's like, yeah. where were they in the oven? Like, oh, this one's kind of burnt and fucked up. And this one's like undercooked because it was in the middle or whatever. You know, yeah. this is kind of fun. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, um, I mean, they're both really good and fun. And I ate both of them and too much of both. And. <laughs> uh have an upset tummy <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah i think i think pie is pie's got a special place in my heart okay purely from the sort of like logistics of it yeah and i'm a it's a better investment pie's also cheaper than ice cream cake generally speaking yeah but as far as desserts go i'm just a pie guy myself no sorry You're a cake I, guy a cake guy yeah, yeah as far as desserts go i'm a cake guy and yeah. Yeah, I will concede to you the points you made about pie being kind of a little bit more malleable in terms of what it can be, but the ice cream cake, you know what you're getting. Yeah. So I don't know. If if ice cream cake from Dairy Queen was a movie, which movie would it be? Just want to say the Lego movie. Okay. I don't know why. Probably just the sort of childishness of it. And then I'd say um, the I'd say pie is Gone with the Wind. Oh, wow. Yeah, but they're both great films. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, the Lego movie is a five-star film, and Gone with the Wind is, like, a seminal classic. I think they're both great, but that's, like, the vibe. The Lego movie versus Gone with the Wind. I, I'll agree with that, yeah. Okay. Um, I I mean, I love them both. Like, I'll literally never say no to ice cream cake. That's, no, like, course. a psychotic thing to be Who like, would? nah, I'm good, thanks. That's fucked. Even people who are lactose intolerant will still eat an ice cream cake. That's how powerful oh, yeah. the sway, the tractor beam of the cake is. That's like the power of uh, pizza. Like people will be like, "Oh man, I'm on. I'm hugging porcelain all night. My ass is hugging porcelain all night, and I'm gonna fucking double down on this." Chef's gone crazy. Yeah, because ch- cheese and dairy has such a profound effect on humanity. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh it's great. Uh, I love dairy, but it it's even when you don't have like when you're not lactose intolerant. There's a very small threshold, and you're like, I ate too much cheese. Mm-hmm. You either get bunged up, or you just get fucked up. Okay, okay. Well, we've gone too long talking about the butt. <laughs> well, the butt is, you know. You can't talk about food without talking about the butt, you know? Yeah, it's it's a full circle thing. I mean, I think we're all grown-ups here, even though we're talking about what you give a small child, which is an ice cream cake. Yeah, and I'm eating it as an adult meal. <laughs> we both are. Yeah. We both are. Um, okay, well, I mean, the, this, uh, I don't know how you feel, but this definitely feels uh, <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. 
little little callback for everybody there. Oh, callback! <laughs> funny, funny guy. That thing I say every episode. I just said it again. You said it like again for it. All right, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll go back to our regular scheduled program next week, I guess. Unless we come up with something else and don't tell anybody. But yeah, we have to come what up with next we week's episodes. What if we did banana bread? You just think now it's just a food podcast going forward. <laughs> just I, like under, and we never changed the like description of the show. We just it's like yeah, we just do food now. We just didn't tell anybody. We didn't change the name of the podcast. Yeah, the and, thing uh, is, the thing love it. The thing is, the podcast as it stands right now, very impenetrable in some ways because you're gonna have to do two home two movies worth of homework to like follow along like it's asking a lot it's asking a lot but most people i've talked to have seen at least one of them or have an interest in in at least one of them that they don't care and they still like enjoy it uh this one i guess people can have a dairy queen ice cream cake but yeah it's cracking down that sentara um strawberry rhubarb not everybody especially our international listeners but it's not can't really track it down I think it's any ice cream cake. It's any pie. Okay, sure. Like that's what we're talking about. I don't think we're talking about like proprietor specific desserts here. I am upset with myself that I didn't get a pie from Fife and Deckel. I think I really fucked up. Well, maybe next time we do from pie tin to cake. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be fun to do like banana bread and Cinnabon. There's so many things, but the other thing to be aware of is if you and I were to normalize this or make it our regular programming, I think we'd have to get, uh, you know, uh, a little more physically active. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's some uh, adverse effects to eating this much cake. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, anyways, I mean, it definitely feels over now, like super duper over. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Um, next week, our movies are The Worst Person in the World from 2021 and, uh, the Terrence Malick movie, Song to Song, which has Ryan Gosling, Rooney Mara, Michael Fassbender, Natalie Portman. Wow. What a cast. And it is a God awful film. (laughs) So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Take it easy. We'll see you on the next one. Treat yourself to some pie and some cake. You know. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Bye. Bye.